to the Ole Azola podcast with Yetrip and Diana Selena, where we have conversations on a wide variety of topics. We want to ensure that you learn something new with each episode, so join us as we bring in credible guests to discuss their passions and more. Welcome back to another Ole Azola episode. Today we will be interviewing two staff members from Democracy North Carolina. Democracy North Carolina is a nonpartisan organization that uses research, organizing, and advocacy to increase voter participation, reduce the influence of big money in politics, and achieve a government that is truly of the people, by the people, and for the people. We have today with us Taylor Moss and Alyssa Rodriguez, and we are so excited to let them introduce themselves to you guys. Hi, thank you so much for having me today. Um, my name is Alyssa Rodriguez. I use she, her pronouns, and I joined Democracy North Carolina in May 2019 as a summer communications fellow um, under Taylor, who's also here, and I learned so much and loved it so much that I wanted to stay, and luckily, Dim and C let me, and so I've been here ever since, and I specifically I specifically kind of work on the social media and our podcast that I started just last year called Built by Us, where we kind of focus on the stories and experiences of NC voters and kind of just provide information and stuff like that. And since joining DMNC, I've grown like so much and not only like my communication skills, but also just knowing and understanding like what's going on in North Carolina, how I can make a difference and things like that. So it's been really great being here. And lastly, I'm also a college student. Um, I was just sharing with them. I'm a first year graduate student at Appalachian State University studying student affairs administration. So yeah, that's a bit about me. <laughs> Hi everyone, I'm Taylor. I am the Digital Communications Associate here at Democracy North Carolina. I have been with DEMNC for a um, little over two years now, um, and I've been in this role for almost about that time. Um, so as Alyssa mentioned, uh, what falls under our purview is of course our podcast and our social media. Um, and I also spend time um, working on our messaging strategies um, that includes doing all of our email communications, all of our text communications. Uh, we have two websites, democracync.org and ncvoter.org, which is our voter assistance website. So everyone should go there if they're confused about voting um, or need just a little bit of extra help. Um, and I uh, come from an organizing background. So before DEMNC, I was an organizer with college students. So that's why working with Alyssa is one of uh, the favorite parts about my job because I love working with young people uh, because y'all have such a passion and um, you know, a creativity about you that I always wanna work with, um, with folks that have new ideas um, and make sure that we're reaching the people who need to be reached. Awesome. Thank you guys for sharing all of that about yourselves. I'm so, so happy to be here with you guys. So I wanted to ask you guys if you can explain to us and our listeners, could you explain to us what is voter suppression and what is its purpose? I'll take that one. Is that cool, Alyssa? <laughs> so voter suppression um, is basically the very purposeful exclusion of people from the process, right? Um, I know that y'all 
might, you know, you probably heard the term disenfranchisement and voter suppression, and they're used pretty, pretty interchangeably, but disenfranchisement is the word that's very specifically about voting, excluding people from voting and denying people the right to vote. Um, and suppression, you know, can be used for a lot of different things. Um, so that's why you have to put the word voter in front of it. But it is the, it is the very systematic uh, way of excluding people. Uh, but it can also happen by accident as well. Um, but when it's purposeful, it is done in order to take away uh, or keep away uh, an individual or a group of people's rights and their power. Okay, thank you. So um, you kind of just went over, you know, the whole idea of what voter suppression is and disenfranchisement more specifically. So I guess then like the next follow-up question to that would be, who is it like that gets targeted with that and kind of who does the targeting, who does the suppression and who is being suppressed or disenfranchised more specifically, like you said. So all you have to do is look in our history books to know where this comes from. Uh, our constitution and all of our laws uh, come from a, uh, a white cisgendered straight presenting land owning male. So those are the people who gave themselves the right to vote at the beginning of our country. And so everyone else who falls outside of that has basically been fighting, clawing their way to get these rights since then. And it has been kind of a roller coaster um, because we'll talk about later just the different highs and lows that we've had uh, for different groups to win the right to vote. It's been taken away a little bit, again, fighting for it back. Um, so those are the people who decided who got it in the first place and they only chose them. Um, and they're the ones who slowly allow new people into the fold. So that means that the people being, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, so then that means the people who are left out are, you know, BIPOC, uh, young people, low income people, women, um, that covers pretty much everybody. So go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to basically finish off how you said when you ask like kind of who's affected by it, it's like everyone except those people in power that are kind of suppressing us. It's we're we're all affected by it in in huge ways. Yeah. And more specifically here in the state of North Carolina, what methods has this state utilized to ensure voter suppression throughout history? Well, um, so the entire country has had a journey of specific tactic tactics for voter suppression. So, you know, you look back at uh, when different people got their first right, right to vote hundreds of years ago. Um, and so there, at the beginning, it's like just very exclusive laws. It's very clear cut, only white men, you know, and then only men and then only white women, you know, so it was like the specific laws that were in place. Um, then there was also things like poll taxes. So you had to have, you had to pay money <laughs> to be able to vote, right? That's, that's very exclusive. Um, there were literacy tests, which was another uh, very common uh, suppression tactic that we learn about in schools, um, which I'm sure if y'all have talked about this at all, I think most of us would fail that literacy test um, because it's about very specific historical documents that nobody's actually read. And if they have, you can't remember it. Yeah. Um, 
And same thing with uh, felony disenfranchisement. Um, you know, the very, it's a very specific law in most states about if you have been convicted of a felony, do you get your, your right to vote back ever? And if you do, what all has to happen? Um, and things that are being brought into modern day are just new versions of all of those tactics. Um, so I'll let Alyssa talk about some of the more recent stuff. Yeah, when I think of, like Taylor said, the more recent things, they're more, they're not as overt as they used to be. So we think of things like gerrymandering, um, voter ID laws, just the fact that most of the laws are confusing in general, and they're just hard, not as accessible to the people that they're supposed to be. So that's just another way that they suppress the vote. When I think of like a way specifically um, to me, I think of I'm a college student. So like college student um, voter suppression by kind of having um, on-campus polling places and things like that, that's another big way. So like if my campus right now, Appalachian State University, um, we were kind of in this in this fight for our on-campus polling place that we've had for the past few years, that's really important to us. And it was just about to happen that it wasn't going to be in our student union in this really big election year. And we know that even though these students may want to be involved, we know that the participation numbers are going to drop so much if we move that voting site outside of the union where it's such an accessible space for everyone. So that's just kind of another example of how they kind of subvertly do voters, they kind of subvertly um, suppress voters now in these different ways. Yeah. yeah, when I mentioned earlier about things being uh, voter suppression almost by accident, um, I think about how our elections could be administrated poorly. Um, and one of the things that we've learned from COVID times about all of our systems is that most of our systems are run poorly. Mm -hmm. um, and even though we as an organization, you know, Democracy NC has been around for 30 years and we've worked on how elections are run the nitty gritty day to day. And this year was still shocking at how much of a struggle it is. Um, and that just means that we have 100 counties in North Carolina. And so each county is administers the election for that area. So everyone has a different process. Not everyone has enough money or staff to do things in a timely manner or properly, just like so many mistakes get made and a mistake can lead to someone's vote not being counted or, you know, anything like that. And even though it's an accident, it's still suppression. Yeah. Um, I know she, you sent me something a few days ago about how the mail-in the mail-in vote I forgot I forgot the specific yeah word. it said something but I saw it on Instagram and I don't know if maybe you guys can touch on it um it was something about the mail-in ballots for black voters are being rejected at four times the rate of white voters and I was like I was I was wondering if that like how does that work is that is it true? Is it false? If it is true, how does like, how is that happening? Yeah, so um, some of those titles can be a little clickbaity. So we all have to remember that when we when we read a full article. Um, but we have been, um, we learn about how ballots are being accepted or rejected when we monitor the boards of elections and what's called the county canvas. And that's, um, a little, little lesson, the elections get certified about a week later. So 
you know, most of the time on election night, we pretty much know who wins, but there's a whole week after that where like re recounting and tabulating of the ballots happen to make sure that everything's official and correct. And so we send, um, we send volunteers out to the board's elections offices to monitor those county canvases. Um, and we'll be doing that again this year. So if any of your listeners end up being interested in being a part of that, definitely send us, um, send them their way, our way. But we learn through that, um, the frequency of ballot rejections. And it is clear that people of color for many years in our state, their ballots get rejected at a higher rate. That, it, that part is true. Um, the four times for this year is, I currently don't believe that's true. Um, we have a, a whole research team who is tracking um, these ballots on a daily basis, actually. They, they send out new reports every day with how the ballots are um, going. And so far, we know that 3% of the ballots, um, or only 3% of the ballots are deficient um, because currently we have a stronger uh, like review and fixing process for our ballots because of this time that more people are voting this way. Um, so I wouldn't say the four times of rejection is true, especially because rejection hasn't happened this year so far. Mm -hmm. So I guess I should backtrack and say that, um, that we fought for what is called a cure process for this year, knowing that most people, well, not most people, but the guess is that 40% of North Carolinians will vote by mail when normally only 4% of North Carolinians vote by mail. Um, and so we fought for this cure process where if there is something wrong, they're calling it a deficiency, like you signed in the wrong place or you didn't, um, uh, what are some of the, it's like very signature related. There are so many, like you signed in the wrong place, you didn't sign, um, you signed. Steal the ballot properly. Yeah, it looks like it's been tampered with. Um, if you use whiteout, like say you make a mistake and you use whiteout. Um, the, there are lots of ways, there are lots of ways you can mess up your ballot. Let's be clear about that. Voting by mail is not easy. Um, the directions are long. Um, there are, they're very tiny font, the directions. Um, so the reason that there will be a high amount of deficiencies this year is one, sheer number, more people are doing it. But two, more people are doing it for the first time. So it is very easy to make a mistake. And that is why we fought for this cure process so that the Board of Elections can call you and say, hey, um, you signed in the wrong place. Let's like certify this and count it. So um, out and out rejections have not happened yet. Out and out rejections don't happen till the campus. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't want people to be freaked out and think that they can't vote by mail because they're likely to be rejected. But I do believe that you should read the directions carefully, follow them, and do everything very well ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited because I just got I just got my um, mail-in ballot in the mail a few weeks ago, and we're waiting on my mom. So um, hopefully we'll, yeah, um, send that in soon. But um, so kind of to, I guess, to wrap up, um, I guess kind of like a two-part question. What is um, Democracy North Carolina doing to kind of like combat the issues of voter disenfranchisement and then like how can we as like a public or, or as like a you know people kind of protect our vote i do believe and we do believe at dem that even though there are lots of 
ways that people, that the people in power, people who have a stake in the status quo are trying to keep us from voting. Um, that we shouldn't just like let that happen. So we, I do believe that even if it's hard or even if it doesn't feel like it's exactly what we want, that voting is one of the most important things you can do because it's basically proving to those people that you, you are still here. You want to share your voice. You're not going to just sit down and take whatever they decide the country should be. Um, so I believe in voting in every single election, which means every year and often multiple times a year, uh, vote in your primaries, vote in your city council and mayor races, you know, those people have a, a big effect on your life day to day. Um, so I would say definitely always be voting if you want to ABV hashtag. Um, but then working hard in your in your community to be connected with advocacy groups and um, doing that extra work. I would say along with that, something that I guess I kind of focus on here at Dim and C as well, and something that I've also learned a lot since I have been here, is just like the importance of knowing what is going on and kind of just being updated and knowledgeable in that way. And you can do this in small ways, like Taylor named some other ways, like, you know, you can get involved with advocacy groups and stuff like that. But you can also take like small steps to do this, like following the Democracy NC Instagram and just knowing what's going on in North Carolina and, and being prepared for those things and being aware of them. Um, it just makes you just makes you a better citizen in general, makes you more prepared for things to come. And so I think that's been something that's been really helpful for me because just being here at Dimensy has been a huge learning experience. Like every time we do a, a podcast on a topic, I'm learning as I talk to Taylor and whatever guest we're talking to at the moment too. And so I think for me, it's just really important to acknowledge that this stuff is confusing, okay? And it's not going to make sense when you first read it. You can't just Google like politics and NC and like get it. And it's not, it's not going to work that way. <laughs> so I think it's important to just realize that um, it's going to happen on your own time and to just kind of take steps to try to make yourself more involved and take steps to make more action each time. Thank you so much, you guys. Thank you, Alyssa. Thank you, Taylor, for being on here with us. We have learned, like you said, we have learned so much. Each time we do an episode, it's the same thing for us. We learn a lot. It's like we research the topic so that we know what questions to ask, but it's like when we ask those questions, it's like, wow, like we <laughs> learned so much. And we hope everyone that's also listening is also learning along with us because that's the purpose of our podcast. And we appreciate the work that Dem and C does. We appreciate the work that you both do. Um, and everyone, you can check out um, democracync.org for more information and check out their podcast, which, like they said, it's called Built by Us. So there you'll be able to hear more about their fight for voting access. Again, thank you, Alyssa. Thank you, Taylor, for being on our show. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you so much.